What you're about to listen to is a Pod Bros exclusive. Age of the Geek, baby. We run the world. I see you shiver with anticipation. Man, what's gotten into you? doing great and how are you guys doing it is another episode of Dave's Nerd Compendium and this week I am joined by indie author Eric R. Asher who is probably known for writing urban fantasy books like the Vesic series or his steampunk trilogy Steamborn. Anyway I got to sit down and talk with him for a while and I'll be playing that here in a bit, but first I want to say if you go to podbros.com, click on the Patreon link, and you feel like backing $1 a month, make sure you back the Dave's Nerd Compendium level. Why, you say? Well, each month, not only do new subscribers get a personal shout-out during an episode that month, from yours truly, but also, if you subscribe at the Nerd Compendium level, you get a special email blast going out with an article of the top books that I've read, or movies that I've watched, or games that I've played, anything that is Nerd Compendium worthy. So, just thought that would be a nice little thing. And, of course, the money doesn't come directly to me. It goes to counter uh, off the studio costs, equipment fees, all that price that goes out of our pockets that we paid to make sure all these podcasts come to you. You guys don't see the expense we do, but this way we get a little bit of a something from it. And if you're doing the $1 for the Nerd Compendium level... Might as well bump it up to four and do both the Nerd Compendium level and the Pod Bros After Dark level. Or if you feel saucy, just round it up to a $5 bill, which is cheaper than your large Starbucks coffee. You'll get the Nerd Compendium level, the I'm Thirsty level, you'll be a drinking buddy, where you can not only get a shout out, but also get an email blast from the I'm Thirsty crew saying what all we've been drinking and what we thought of it. But also you get the $3 for the Pod Bros After Dark. So for $5, you get three awesome levels. You cannot go wrong with that. So just putting that out there. But you know what? It's time to get to Ergar Asher. All right, everybody. I am joined by an artist I recently found, picked up a first three books of one of his series absolutely fell in love with them devoured the fourth book and now I'm taking a little breather before diving into the fifth book the amazing author of the Vesic series Mr. Eric Asher how are you doing sir 
I am excellent, and thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for agreeing to be on. Now, Vesic, tell the listeners who Vesic is and how you thought about doing this series. Sure. Uh, so, Damien, who is the aforementioned Vesic, he is a necromancer based in St. Louis, Missouri. And his sister is a vampire, which leads to some interesting shenanigans. Um, the story idea itself actually came from a nightmare I had a long time ago. Just one of those really vivid, really hard-to-get-out-of-your-head dreams that I eventually turned into a short story. Uh, after I finished the short story, I kept writing more in that world until I had a novel and several more novels and... I haven't stopped yet. <laughs> now, a necromancer. Normally, you don't see that many stories about a necromancer being the protagonist, normally the antagonist. How do you go about writing it to where he's the do-good and you have to think of the monster of the week, or in this case, uh, antagonist? A necromancer along the way. That I always kind of like the anti-hero characters. Um, like even going back to my childhood, I really enjoyed characters like Wolverine in the comics. That it's like, yeah, they're a good guy, but there's a really dark side to them. Um, and obviously, with a necromancer character, you could go extremely dark. If uh, in, in a lot of modern fantasies, even uh, classic fantasies. The necromancers, as you mentioned, are almost always evil. And uh, so it was a lot of fun to kind of turn that on its head and not only make him the good guy protagonist, but add a lot of humor in there between him and the other characters and just to kind of do something a little bit different with the concept. I will say the part that hooked me on the Vesic series was the wedding. <laughs> that that's a very polarizing scene. Like I get I get mail that, that is either it it's either that was amazing and hilarious or you're a psychopath. <laughs> There's like no middle ground. <laughs> well, I'm the type of person that back in my youth I used to feed Alka Seltzer to birds. Ah. Just to watch the same thing happen. <laughs> So when oh. I read it, I laughed so loud I scared some of my coworkers. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and that you know that 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 scene. What I, I think a lot of people forget too is that was kind of the old wives' tale when people used to throw rice at weddings. It would make the birds blow up. It, it could hurt the birds, but they wouldn't actually, you know, blow up. <laughs> but it does bring proof that. When you can get tux insurance or any type of added insurance, get the added insurance. <laughs> uh, that was a fun scene to write, I must admit. <laughs> now, you also pull in uh, the Fae into this as well. You got uh, sprites, you got water nixies, you got straight up fairies. How did you come about pulling? their mythos into this series so the fae are the, the fae are something i've always really enjoyed 
and I've read a lot of other urban fantasy authors that have used the Fae in one way or another. And uh, I always really enjoyed Patricia Briggs because she, when she uses uh, Fae or any character from any uh, other culture's mythology, she's really good about including the core of that mythos in the stories. And I always kind of aspired to do something similar when I borrowed from uh, something like the Celtic legends and the Scottish and Irish legends. Uh, there was actually a lot of research that I did on that with uh, some of Lady Gregory's writings, which she's done some amazing stuff. And she, uh, her and Yeats both have some amazing books out there. And let alone he pulled in some of the uh, Egyptian mythology as well. Yes, yes. Now, what really caught my interest with your stories or your storytelling in the Vesic series is it has a strong similarity to Jim Butcher's. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I noticed that, that's when I pretty much was like, okay, I have to keep reading this series because it fills in that spot for Dresden that I've been longing for. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I, I think more than anything, I, I hear folks compare it to uh, Kevin Hearn's iron Druid Chronicles. That's another one. And uh, which is great. I'm, I'm flattered that anyone would compare it to any of them. So, Hey, <laughs> now and, uh, I, I was actually uh I was actually lucky enough to be on a panel with uh, Jim last year at DragonCon, which oh, was a blast. Nice. And uh, Patricia Briggs was also on that panel. which So, yeah, I was definitely restraining my inner fanboy at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Off the topic, how many times did Butcher get asked when Peace Talk will be released? <laughs> none, none on that panel. But I'm sure many, many times over that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> now, Vesic, from what I have seen, is a six-book series, or is there more? Uh, it is ongoing at the moment. So I actually intend to wrap up all the subplots that I started in all the books, and there's quite a few of them. And some of them will require more books than I expected to actually wrap up. Because, admittedly, there was one or two subplots that I was just like, that sounds cool, let's do that. And then, kind of as I'm working on tying those up later on, it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to take some work. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually great. I, I love like I love it when the stories kind of organically grow like that. It, it's a lot of fun. Now, are you going to have the same gentleman do all the audiobooks, if he can? That is my intention. So he actually just finished recording Destroyer Rising, and hopefully we'll be seeing that go live on Audible. Uh, let's see, it's August 1st, hopefully within the next week or so. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm very excited about that. And then, and then uh, William is supposed to record book six soon after. A lot of folks have asked why there was such a delay with Destroyer Rising getting produced. And William is very in demand. 
So when something like the X-Files calls and asks him to do some work, needless to say, he has to go do <laughs> the X-Files work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And He's worth the wait, though, I like to think. Yeah, I mean, I cannot picture any, or envision anybody else's voice reading Vesic and Zola. <laughs> yeah, his his voices that he does for those characters just... It really blew me away. Now, have, with everything in the print media, like books and comic books being turned into TV series or movies, have you ever thought about transposing uh, the Vesic series into screen media? I have, and I think that would that would be a lot of fun. And if anyone is listening to this that would like to do that, please contact my agent. <laughs> Now, is there any uh, actor who you see personally as being one of your principal characters? Uh, so, normally not really, but I get a lot of people to comment on some of the covers. that The model, uh, Danny, that we used for Damien, actually from certain angles looks a lot like Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. So... You know, dye Andrew Lincoln's hair black, and I, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> now, you also have another series out, uh, Steam. I lost my note on it. Yeah, yeah, Steamborn. Steamborn. Not to be confused with Mistborn by uh, Brendan Sanderson. Correct. <laughs> so tell us about Steamborn. So Steamborn... Uh... A little background on why I wrote Steamborn. Uh, when I was younger, I always really enjoyed Hayao Miyazaki's anime. Uh, and one of those was Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Or, as a lot of us in the U.S. knew it, was the bastardized version called Warriors of the Wind, which was terribly edited and dubbed and slaughtered and... It wasn't until many years later that I saw Nausicaa that I actually realized how much it had been slaughtered. But it has a special place in my heart. Um, so anyway, I've, I've always enjoyed big, grand adventures like that. And I've always really enjoyed bugs. So I kind of wanted to mash the two up. So you have this post-apocalyptic uh, post world where the world was essentially destroyed during the Industrial Revolution, and it's kind of been rebuilt on steam power. Um, and that's really the steampunk element that you get. But you also get a heavy dose of uh, dystopian in there, too. And it's just uh, the kind of thing that I really would have enjoyed reading when I, was, when I was a kid, so I really wanted to write something like that today. All right. Now, I've only seen... Uh hints of it, but how many books are there in the series? Uh, that one is currently a trilogy. So you've got a completed trilogy if you want to check it out. And the the first two books are now available in audio. They're narrated by Saskia Marleveld, who some of you may know as Officer Jenny on some of the seasons of Pokemon. And uh, she does a phenomenal job. I was, I was completely, completely Completely blown away. And I am very excited for her to finish Steam Swarm. And she is also going to be the narrator for the, oh, what do you call it? The novelization of the movie Valerian. So 
definitely check her out. Ooh. Yes. Now, other than the Vesic series, which is probably going to be going on for quite a number of years. It's and, a good possibility. <laughs> in your Steamborn trilogy, what else do you have out or coming out soon? Uh, so currently, I'm also doing a novella series um, called Mason Dixon Monster Hunter. It's uh, published by Falstaff Press. And that one is, well, monster hunting. <laughs> it's a little bit different than a lot of the monster hunter books that are out there. It ha- it's, uh, it's much lighter and friendly than even the Vesic stuff is pretty dark compared to Mason Dixon. And uh, what I did with that is I took a lot of the Missouri folklore that a lot of the kids from Missouri will recognize and a lot of the monsters they'll remember hearing about when they were kids and kind of worked them into a modern urban fantasy setting. So you have you have what is, what is essentially a modern-day monster hunter who will go out and relocate cryptids when he can. They like to save the cryptids as opposed to actually putting them down. And it, it makes for some very interesting shenanigans. Yeah, I, I spent almost half my life down in Missouri. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Although on the opposite side of the state from you. Sure, sure. So, <laughs> Over in the Kansas City area. Yeah, exactly. So right. it, it'll be interesting to see if I r- remember hearing any of these stories. I think you might remember a few. Some of some of them were just like the the classic scary stories that every library in Missouri would have for kids. <laughs> now, uh, you said it was going to be a novella series. Is it going to be like one novella per uh, urban legend? Uh, sort of. So some of them have multiple creatures in them, and some of them are more dedicated to, you know, one major creature. So right now the plan is to have four. Uh, two of them have already been published. And we should be seeing the third one, the third one and the fourth one, a little bit later this year. Oh, nice. Anything else you're working on? Uh, um, I have a lot of ideas. I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to write next. Um... I actually do have a couple Vesic spinoffs that I want to write. Um, a lot of people have asked me to do a prequel about some of uh, Zola's earlier adventures, which I think would be a lot of fun. Um, it would require a lot of research, though. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely want to get that one right. And uh, another one that I want to do... Uh, is kind of more of a 1980s horror sci-fi type blend, which I think everybody is writing now because Stranger Things was so awesome. Yes. <laughs> but that that I would really like to write. See, me, I would like to see a novelization, whether it be a novella or a full-length novel, about the adventures of Mike the Demon. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be really cool. Definitely. Him, him meeting up with his little necromancer for swearing off uh, killing the innocent and then taking him up to, boom, here's where I met Vesic. 
Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike, you will definitely see Mike again. <laughs> he's, uh, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> but the prequel Zola Adventures would be very interesting. As long as and you we have can... a, and you have a lot of years to choose from, so <laughs> yeah, especially when we can nail down exactly how old she is. <laughs> uh, is there any other like mythologies or anything that you're looking to toss into the Vesic series? Uh, I think there's there's more characters from some of the mythologies that have already been included that I'd like to do. And I'd also like to expand on some of the characters that have appeared from time to time, but haven't necessarily had a large role overall in the world so far. Because you've got some really powerful classic characters like Morrigan and uh, Kamazots and a few others that haven't played a extremely large role in the story yet. But I would definitely like to bring them back. I'm trying to remember from reading because I just finished the fourth book about last week, I want to say. I don't remember uh, the second name you said. Uh, maybe after you read the next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't remember that one. I remember hearing the Morgan, but I might have been thinking about uh, Kevin Hearn's uh, yes, The Morgan. Yes. Which, if that pairs off to be the same thing, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> now, have you talked about doing like an anthology, an urban let um, urban fantasy anthology book with like Kevin Hearn and Butcher and Briggs and all them? That would be cool. Um, so that's. Uh... That kind of usually depends on who's editing and who's procuring stories. So, yeah, I'd certainly be open to doing something like that. Um, I've done a couple. I did one a while back. Um, I totally blanked on the name, though, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you... I know you said you're at a con with Butcher and all that. Do you yeah. do a convention circuit regularly? I used to do it a lot more than I do now, but I came to realize that if I did 14 or 15 conventions in a year, it really kind of interrupted my writing schedule. It was hard for me to get back on track. So I've, I've tried to cut it down but I still, I still generally do about five or six conventions a year. Do you have any coming up that the listeners might be able to find, Jack? I do, as a matter of fact. So I have uh, one coming up in Frankenmuth, Michigan, called Once Upon a Book. Should be a lot of fun. Um, I'll be back at Dragon Con in Atlanta this year. And after that, I will be back in St. Louis for PendCon in late September. And then I think I'm done for the year after that. 
And I believe in February we have Coastal Magic down in Daytona Beach, which should be a lot of fun. That's one of my favorites. If you ever get a chance to go to Coastal Magic, it's a blast. Yeah, I, I haven't left the state of Michigan in, well, other than to go to Ohio, which that really doesn't count because that's like Michigan light. <laughs> but I haven't left the state of Michigan probably 18 years. Oh, wow. What part of Michigan are you in? I'm just south of Detroit. Oh, cool. And if I had the time and could uh, take a break from school and work, I would go up to Frankenmuth to the con to see and everything, but schedule and oh, yeah. priorities and all that. Oh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but if you ever do Confusion in Ann Arbor, I'd be all there. I have heard good things about that. Or it's not Ann Arbor, it's Novi, actually. But still. All right, I have to look that one up now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's normally around January-ish. Yes, yes, I see it. Now, if you could make it to that one, I'd be sure to <laughs> come out. I will definitely have to put that on a list of ones to look into. Very cool. But it's getting about that time where I like to wrap everything up. So could you tell everybody where they can find you if they have questions of their own, where they might be able to purchase your books? Absolutely. And anything else to help publicize you? All right. So you can generally find me. Uh, well, you can always find me on my website. It's just ericrasher.com. And you can find a link to most of my social media from there. Basically, any social media platform, you can find me at slash Eric R. Asher. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the same uh, at the end. And let's see, other than that, uh, if you do go to my website, I have a, a special going on right now where if you sign up for it, you can get three free ebooks. So that's a pretty good deal. Um, other than that, come see me at an event. And uh, I hope you get a chance to check out the books. Well, again, I absolutely love the Vesic series. I will be checking out the Steamborn series here when I get a little bit of disposable income. And as soon as the Novellus series launches, let me know, and I'll get you back on to promote all of them. That would be fantastic. I and appreciate it. Anytime you want to come on to promote your stuff, even just to talk about random stuff, let me know. Right on. Alright, sir, well, thank you ever so kindly, and have a great day. Alright, you too. Alright, time for some housekeeping. As always, you can find me on Podbros Network, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But, you can also find me on Twitter, at DaveTheNerd, underscore TNC. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave's Nerd Compendium all one word, no apostrophes you can also go to davenc.com and find everything there, find everything on podbros.com in the Dave the Nerd section I have a YouTube channel just search Dave the Nerd and I'll do like unboxings and I might do like 
a movie review or something on there just to give a little bit of content. And don't forget, while you're on iTunes at Stitcher, to rate the show five stars, thumbs up, whatever they take. And if you write a review, I can read it and then focus the show to be more about what you want to hear. So, with all that being said, thank you ever so kindly. And, as always, and if you need a man, find a nerd. Overload. Pleasure overload. What do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world.